Welcome to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Over the next hour, you will hear raw, honest, and inspiring conversation between Lindsay and her guests, discussing how to thrive, live joyfully, and abundantly in spite of life's challenges. Now, here is your host, Lindsay McCowan. Hello, and welcome to Women Thriving Unapologetically. I'm Lindsay McCowan, and it just feels like such a blessing to be here today. I was mentioning to our guest, who I will introduce here shortly, um, before we started recording, that this week's been really challenging for me. Where, and yes, it's only Thursday. Uh, (laughs) And how I was at this point where I just really felt like giving up everything, like really giving up everything, just because it's just becoming too hard. It's hard to market myself. It's hard to do all the things as an entrepreneur and to put your heart out there over and over and over again (laughs) and not feel really supported. And so it makes me feel tender to say those words. (laughs) It wasn't even words that I was planning on saying, (laughs) just kind of coming out in this moment. And that's really how things work for me is just, you know, a lot of times these messages just come through in the moment. And part of my process is just being vulnerable and sharing what is necessary in the moment so that we can feel connected. So hmm, I would really like us to just feel ourselves connecting to each other in this moment simply by what we always do is just taking this moment to stop and pause and breathe and And perhaps placing one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly and just taking several deep full breaths because we all experience this, these moments where we just want to say enough is enough, where we all feel like we're not really being nourished and supported in the way that we feel we deserve or need or just simply what we have to have in that moment in order to be able to put the next step foot forward. But when we stop and we connect to the body through the breath, we can also feel into this deeper understanding that there is a connection there. There's a connection to our own hearts, the wisdom of the body, but also the wisdom of the earth. So let's just take another deep breath in and out, allowing the breath to create space for us to feel that connection. And you're welcome to stay here with your hands upon your body and just simply breathing and listening to the show. But I would love to bring in our amazing guest today because she's going to talk to us today about how, you know, what are we doing to find that support and that creativity? Are we supporting and creating the world that we want to live in every day? And are we living with that awareness that everything that comes into your life, even the hard stuff, is aligned with your soul's desire and how by honoring the inner landscape and the outer landscape that we can really come back to this place that is really a blessing and and just a loving of humanity and the earth again. So today's guest is Christy Idavoy. Now, Christy is based in the lush tropical mountains of Costa Rica. There's no envy there at all, ladies, I swear. 
No, I would be lying. Okay. So Christy shares her insight as a movement and mindfulness coach. And she's guided by the belief that all bodies are telling a valuable and honest story. She asks us to notice how we feel in the present moment and then guides us to find balance by honoring what is. And this inquisitive awareness lies at the heart of her teachings. And through respect, acceptance, and gratitude, the body-mind altar restores itself and achieves deep states of gratitude and self-love. And the chemicals that are released in the body through these loving and thankful emotions are really the main ingredient of the movement medicine that Christy shares. And so I am so honored to have her here. And she has this incredible background of, in the tradition of Swami Rama's Himalayan yoga science and philosophy in New York City. And she's a dedicated Pilates practitioner and a senior Polestar Pilates educator with a background in Feldenkrais, gyrotonic, and somatic healing. So I am so honored to have you here today, Christy. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Lindsay. What an amazing space you've created. Thank you. It already feels so um, safe. So, yeah. Thank, thank you for that. Already so moved. <laughs> we haven't even started. <laughs> Lordy, what's going to come up now? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and I think that's really, you know, it's not just the space that I'm creating, but the guests that I have on. So for me to immediately feel comfortable with you on the show, there's something about your presence. Like, oh, what's coming out of my mouth now? <laughs> And that's the space that we can create together. I find it very fascinating and amazing how women, when they come together, with just this shared intention to have space and have these conversations, that a lot can come to the surface that's unexpected. Exactly. Exactly. It is so, so powerful and so important for women to to come together. And um, yeah, as as I was listening to you and, right, we're really talking about this relationship. of the inner and the outer world and, and how we, we experience that. And um, really the, the, the thing that keeps dropping down is remember the unity, remember, right. I like reminding myself, remember that it's all one and how everything is a reflection. Um, And so this, this idea of these like uh, axioms as above, so below, as within, so without. And so as you were saying, you know, honoring and accepting even the stuff that we're not thrilled about, the things that we might throw us into the seat of, why did this happen to me? Or how could they talk to me that way? Or I feel so disrespected. Um, and while all of that is is super valuable, and yes, we do feel those things and we do go there. And, and I love how you shared, you know, the last two days, having those moments of like, I'm done and, and allowing that to come through rather than I think the, the lingo these days is that spiritual bypass of like, Oh no, I'm just going to burn some sage and (laughs) chant until it goes away. Um, And it's, yeah, it's like another form of, of repressing, right. It's another way of numbing ourselves through, through our spiritual practices. So what you're offering, what you're, what you've opened with of this idea of the, of the reflection of seeing it, of how, what is this reflecting back to me? And, um, 
and it is very vulnerable and 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 uncomfortable because it forces us to say i in some way subconsciously because i would never do this to myself consciously have participated in co-creating this experience because it is just that right that's the power of the circle is that we are in a co-creative reality right whether or not we're participating consciously we are in a co-creative um experience and and it's so exciting that now in 2023 we have the epigenetics and and these new fields of science of neurocardiology um where there's research and it's like wow these things that 20 years ago i remember watching what the bleep do we know and it just being so far out and how you know bruce thank you bruce lipton <laughs> still around still teaching still talking and now it's like wow all right this stuff that felt so abstract a few decades ago is now sometimes i'm like am i just in my bubble so deeply that it feels like it's the mainstream <laughs> not even sure <laughs> what the mainstream is anymore but it feels very accessible very accessible and and not as nuanced as it was it's not so far fetched um so yeah and and like what a great conversation to be having during an eclipse and a new moon of um right like it's yeah. it's, it's literally I, i do live in in the mountains of costa rica and i'm i'm a wannabe farmer i'm surrounded by lots of farmers and the new moon is the time where you plant seeds where the energy is really literally and figuratively receding back So when we understand right like as human beings we need we need symbols we are symbolic creatures metaphors right um symbolism permeates every part of our day and then to realize that when you look at it from a chemical or a biological point of something as practical as growing food it's the same it's it's actually not a metaphor we literally plant seeds um in the energy that we're in today and it takes us deep inside which can create the feeling of why what am i doing why am i doing this um i feel tired maybe i feel tired because the energies around me are saying take some naps this week put stuff down this week in this now moment you don't need to figure it out you like allow yourself to have that space and what you shared earlier of like when i feel like i've got to let go of stuff it's because there's something new that wants to come through right and yeah. something i've been exploring um within myself lately is noticing my discomforts um and this week too or a couple days ago i had some moments where i was like what why is this happening to me um and using and and realizing that everything i feel they're like vibrational indicators right it's like a yield a red light a green light um and and allowing myself to pause and see okay this is a vibrational indicator and right in that now moment i may not understand what it's about or what it's indicating but i know that it's telling me that something needs to shift something needs to change because I, i i i'm not happy right it's not it's not something that i want more of um so immediately it's 
that desire that we talked about a few months ago when we first met, right? How is this reflecting my, what's going on internally and subconsciously? What would the absence of this look like? And that's where I focus rather than focusing on, I don't want this. I don't want this. No, thank you. I really don't want this. Because then what I'm sending out are more experiences of what I don't want, right? What I'm attracting, Mm -hmm. the message I'm sending out is to have more of what I don't want rather than what would it look like, right? So if if I felt like someone was deceitful, um, I literally had an experience getting a septic tank cleaned out this week where it just it just didn't feel right. And so it was like, okay, I want to work with people that are honest, that are straightforward, that are not trying to take advantage of other people. So that's, that's what the absence of that would look like. And so I'm going to focus my, those moments of getting pissed off instead of, you know, seeping in that vibration what would it look like if that was, you know, what is the opposite of that? What is it that I actually do want to draw in? Um, because again, I need, I want, I need to put that out so that my experience reflects that back to me. And it's so, I mean, you've said so much here. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many different ways that we could go. And I just want to reflect back that I really appreciate you bringing in the new moon because, you know, we, we get in our bubbles and we start to, you know, spirituality is definitely is somewhat commodified in some areas and like, but to really understand that these new moon practices, there is something a real rich energetic, you know, potency to them. Like it's because, you know, we go back to our connection to the earth and we, the indigenous cultures knew that, okay, at the new moon, this is the time that we plant our seeds because it's the most, it's the time that they'll be able to take root and the energy is there to really nourish them. And so that's why we do these new moon practices. It's just not something kind of like fun or kind of, I don't I know kitschy isn't the right word, but, uh, and so just in, cause I would love to come back to how our connection to the earth can actually create these rituals for us that help us, um, feel more nourished. But this idea, like, I love what you said about what would the absence of this feel like? And, it's so interesting that you say that because when you're saying that, I thought about these certain things that are in my life. You know, as an entrepreneur, there's so many different things that we are supposed to do. There's my air quotes for those who are just listening. And it's like, oh, if I let go of this one thing, like I was thinking of it in this terms, like if I let go of that, what would the absence of that feel like? And I felt my energy expand, even though as a business person, I've been told over and over again, this is a key element to growing my business. And I'm like, you know what? Why am I not trusting that? And what if happens if I just let go of it and then plant the seed of what it is I really want? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I really, um, I had three businesses going right before COVID. <clears throat> my husband and I did between two of us. And um I took lots of business marketing courses and even got certified as a digital ninja um, to, because yeah, as an entrepreneur, there's so many different hats and you're trying to figure out, and then you're given all of these blueprints and rules, which are really valuable and, and really powerful at certain moments. And then I've observed myself letting go of all of them. <laughs> 
And I mean, I'll, I share some things sometimes with the way I'm making decisions and going about doing things um, at this stage in my life with my dad, who's, who's really a, a huge financial mentor and um, my Polestar dad, <laughs> the founder of Polestar Pilates. And they love me and they, and they, they honor, they really honor me and my intuition. And they'll also tell me, don't tell too many people about that, <laughs> about the way you're making decisions. But yeah, right. It's like, who's to say that there aren't a thousand, a million different ways that we can't take the information we've been given and then practice, right. Tune into, yeah. When we're talking about how, can we tap into nature, into the earth's wisdom, which again is our own wisdom. We're just like, you know, I, I feel like we are, um, we have amnesia, like right? we, we've humans have, right. The, the dogs might have a few dogs when they eat something and they're not feeling well, right away, you see the dogs go outside and they know what grass to eat. They know which grasses are the bitters they know what grass not to eat, right? Humans, we have lost this intuition of knowing, okay, these like foraging, foraging is intuitive. Um, so how do we restore that intuition so that we do feel safe in, in, in listening to ourselves? Because a lot of times, right, we second guess and we triple and quadruple guess. Um, and it's it's really a lot of observation. So so going back to what we said earlier, of dropping back and sitting and observing, um, you know, this idea of it's um, Donald Neil Walsh uh, idea of we are not human doings, we are human beings, and so in order to tap into our truth to our essence. It requires a lot of listening and observation, right? God gave us two ears and one mouth. So we should listen twice as much as we speak. Um, but yeah, our culture is very much about go and do and create and conquer. And it's not easy to, to keep up with that paradigm. Yeah, and the, the, that cultural story is really to our detriment. It has really pulled us away from our connection to the earth and to that wisdom and trusting it. Like you said, like and even, you know, your pole star father, you know, he honors and respects the way that you do business, but it's still that thing. Oh, but don't tell anybody. It's like, well, what if we really just got to that point? Like, okay, we could trust that and we could speak about it to give other people permission to be like, okay, it's okay. Like, this is how I do business. And it's not like everyone else is doing. It. It's not the way that we've been taught for I don't even know how many years and it's okay. And because it actually works for me and I giving yourself permission to do with what do the a different way. And this is what I've been really seeking for a long time are those circles where it's a completely different way of doing things. How can we rewrite the way that we do business? How that we redo our relationships to others and our work. And, and uh, I haven't really quite found it because I feel like we have to come back to it if that makes sense. Absolutely. And it's a dance. It's a dance because when we're, when we're dancing with very traditional circles and institutions, um, yeah, it's, it's knowing how to be a chameleon also, because at the end of the day, 
right. My intention is always to, to do good and, and to share and to be understood. So if I come in telling someone, oh yeah, I consult the North to make real for that, I'm just going to get the door slammed in my face. Mm -hmm. So having that dance of like, maybe not don't share, but how do you share when? Again, we plant the seed when the soil's ready. Yeah, that's beautifully said. So you went out just a little bit there. Uh, I think we lost a slight, had a slight pause in the Wi-Fi connection, but you know, what I'm hearing you say is like, yeah, we want to be able to share, but understanding how we share it and the audience that we're sharing it with, like what part of it that can, can we share with them? So there's enough of a seed that's planted and so that can actually grow and take, you know, take root and grow. And, and it's not that we are suppressing our voices or hiding who we are, how we work. It's just understanding how to continue to share our voices in a way that, which we know it's going to be received. And when it's, when that seed takes root, then we can share a little bit more when they're ready. Cause it's always, I think there's four gateways to speech. And one of them is like, okay, you might have something important to share and it might be truthful and it might be coming from great intentions, but if the audience isn't ready to receive it, then you just, you don't say it. You don't say it. Exactly. Is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we are up to our first break of the show. So if you are listening, just in this short break, just take a moment to perhaps just place your hands on your body or be outside and place your feet on the earth and just kind of feel into that subtle movement, that subtle connection that you have to your inner earth and outer earth. And, uh, Just stay tuned because we're going to be right back after this short break. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Women, are you tired of chasing after your dreams? Exhausted and overwhelmed from trying so hard to have the perfect life? Do you yearn for more ease, freedom, and time to explore what is near and dear to your heart, yet have no idea how to stop pushing forward? Join your host, Lindsay McCowan, and others like you on a journey to awaken the divine feminine. When you awaken the divine feminine, you awaken parts of yourself that have been ignored, lay dormant, put on the back burners, or forgotten. When you fully ignite these aspects of yourself, you awaken your ability to thrive in all areas of your life, including relationships, finances, health, career, and purpose. You stop chasing after life and step into an easeful magnetic flow. You become the magnet that effortlessly attracts joy, love, space to play, abundance, and magic that illuminates your life. Does that sound like the future you? Go to lindsay.tv goddess to sign up today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Have a question for Lindsay or her guests? Want to share your story? Email Lindsay at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. That's thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Lindsay. Hello and welcome back to Women Thriving Unapologetically. We are here with Christy Adavoy and she's joining us from 
the mountains of Costa Rica. And I'd love just to jump in and talk about this relationship to earth and why it is so important to have this relationship. The short answer is it's where we come from. (laughs) It's our mother. Um, Yeah. Being out here and, and being surrounded by, by forest uh, for a few years now consecutively, I I realize how uh, the earth gives us everything and doesn't ask for anything in return. There's nothing that we need to do to be worthy of water and sunlight and food and clean air and balance. Um, Yeah. I think that the, the short answer is, is that it's a, that feeling of coming home. So when I first started teaching yoga, um, there was still a lot of, a lot of confusion about, is it a religion? If I'm Christian, can I practice yoga? Can I chant? Right. So it'd be like, just do the yoga without any of the spiritual stuff or chanting stuff. And so I said, okay. Um, right. Go it's meeting people where they are. Um, and so we would say home instead of om. Um, and I, you know, the, the, the connection with, with nature, with earth and, I'm from New York city originally, right? My mom's from Manhattan. I was born in the city um, surrounded by cement and on the Hudson river, which is one of the most contaminated rivers in the United States, if not the world. And you can have a plant in your apartment in a pot of dirt and you can connect um, with the earth. So I just want to, you know, so that people that might be listening that are in a cubicle or in a, car in a living in a city apartment we can all connect because as my very wise seven-year-old daughter said pachamama the earth is underneath all of the cement the cement is also made of of earth right there's there's actually nothing here that doesn't come from here maybe there is with all the space travel but as far as i know i think in in pretty big terms, uh, we can generalize and say the earth knows what to do with everything here. I mean, there's even mushrooms that, that will disintegrate plastic and, and, um, oil petroleum based waste. So, you know, the more that we feel connected, the more that we remember who we are, where our food comes from really connecting with our food um, the more that we will take care of the earth, um, you know, so I, I think sometimes these movements, while I'll trust that they come from, from really a good place of, of, you know, we need to protect the earth and we need to do all of these things, um, to save the planet and the green movements are really important. And I've also experienced individuals that, you know, are all about supporting the Green Party and their environmentalist. And then I see the way they treat their children or the way they treat their spouses and their family. And and there's a massive disconnect. Um, So I really feel that the the connection with the earth first starts with our connection with ourselves um, and honoring and remembering that our breath is the wind, our blood is water, our body is earth. 
our spirit, the, the spark that animates us is fire um, and restoring that relationship of us with ourselves. And the more that we are in center, right? And it's a very traditional yogic philosophy. The more that we experience this yoking together, this coming back to center, this feeling whole, which we feel when we come home, um, the rest is just a, the side effect of having a, a society, a humanity of people that feel really connected to themselves. Because once I love myself and I'm in my center, then I can honor and I can love and I can actually move from a place that is vibrationally a higher frequency. Because I can recycle plastic all day long and then, you know, come home and, and beat the dog. <laughs> is that really creating a shift, um, understanding that we are electromagnetic beings, right? In, in a, having this, this physical experience right now, having this earthly experience where, yeah, we're, we're literally made of the elements, everything that we eat, everything that we breathe, this entire container that, that holds us together is, is the earth and, and, and we are the earth, right? And that's, that's why we called this this show you in the earth or one um yeah having having practices where we can drop in and at first we remember and it might feel like a very intellectual or cerebral kind of thing that i'm going to sit down and do and the more that we practice and that we get into that space the more we start to feel it so it's this kind of balance of downloading and uploading the wisdom I love how you explain that downloading and uploading the wisdom that we, because we are so much in our, you know, in our analytical minds all the time, that that's kind of where we start oftentimes and just be able to like, okay, I, I can understand what the elements are because I can actually see water and fire and feel earth and just to start to understand those at an intellectual level. But when we start to do the practices that help quiet the mind a little bit and help us get more grounded in the body, then we can start to upload the, the deeper connection to that so that we can start to experience. Like I loved how you said that the fire is the spark of our inspiration. And um, I forget how you did the other elements, like the blood. What did you say the blood was? That was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, and it is, it's a native American prayer. Um, so is blood, uh, water, my blood, earth, my body, breath, uh, wind, my breath, and fire, my spirit. Mm. I've heard that song before, and I can't, maybe that was probably at a retreat somewhere. Yeah, but, a lot yeah. of, a lot of, um, it's, it's sung in a lot of different circles, and it's, um, it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes, yeah, it makes total sense. Well, to us, maybe we're just in our bubble. Uh, <laughs> well, and I think something also that's really important is to keep in mind is for all of us that are in a bubble, because I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that people that are listening and are tuning in and are finding this amazing show are in a similar bubble, right? I always say, oh, people from my planet, um, my planet Earth, right? We're connected. We, we feel attracted and, and this information resonates for us. And, and for us to realize that um, 
I feel that we are, and, and, you know, the astrologers are all, a lot of are talking about this, this shift that we're in, this transition that we're in, um, a major transition and having sympathy or empathy, hopefully compassion, um, understanding that not everyone feels it, not everyone necessarily gets it. And, um, right. It's like people that are, are victimizers or abusers or whatever label we might put on them there. They've also been the victim and they've also been abused. Like nothing happens in a bubble. Um, nothing happens in a vacuum. We are on a, in an environment that is right, is ruled by cause and effect. It's, it's cause and effect, cause and effect, right? That's, that's why it's safe to say whatever I'm experiencing externally is reflecting back what's going on internally in my subconscious, right? Where according to <clears throat> Bruce Lipton and the, the epigenetics field, it's like 95% of everything is occurring in the subconscious realms. So we practice yoga, meditation, weaving, basket weaving, dancing, whatever it is, the practices that brings us into that flow state, right? We talk about this flow state where I know that I'm in a flow state because I'm not thinking about anything that is going to happen in the future. I'm not in the past. I'm very much in that present moment. It can be golf. It can be swimming. It can be surfing. It can be so many practices um, and they're all beautiful and powerful because they guide us into that flow state. And it is in that space of being, again, of, of fully being present, where we can start to observe and just go, oh, that's the sensation. And I don't have words for it. Words fall very short. In fact, when we start to name and... Christy, I believe your internet has uh, kind of gone out. We talked about this right before the show that, you know, she is in the mountains of Costa Rica. So there might be uh, a chance that there might be a glitch. So what I understand Christy to be saying, this beautiful flow state is one that we can get into through a, a wide variety of ways. Like Christy and I both are from the same yoga lineage and yoga and meditation really work well for us, as well as a lot of earth-based practices. Oh, there she is. So I was just telling, I was synthesizing a little bit of what you said about getting into a flow state and how there's a lot of different ways that we can do that. And the most important thing to understand is that when we're in that flow state, just to be, be with it and uh, observe it, because even right then when you're talking about it, immediately what I want to do when I get in a flow state is try to create something out of it. <laughs> <laughs> It's that moment when you're not thinking and then you go, oh my God, I'm not thinking. Oh, I just thought. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I'm in a flow state. I should, you know, use it to manifest something. And then it's, of course it's gone. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I cannot recall exactly where you went out, but you're really right there in the, in the middle of that flow state explanation and how that with the ability to just be with it and observe it. And then that's where, I don't know how long you were talking before you realized that. You know, I, I realized it. I realized it. Okay, the lamp great. Went out. Yeah. 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 No, I was, I was exactly what, what you're saying. And then it's like that moment that we might realize it and the cognitive mind jumps in and then 
there's a pause because now I'm thinking, oh, I should use this energy for whatever, or, or I'm actually, oh, I wasn't thinking. And then you pause and I sense having a good sense of humor is very important. Um, laugh at yourself a lot. Um, don't take it too seriously as it's not serious at all. And it's, and it's perfect because it's just about the practice. It's just about what am I in relation with every day? Um, so not just who are, am I in relationship with, but, but what, and, and within myself, what am I relating to? So when I go outside, can I just pause and, and reflect and say, wow, this, the sky is huge, right? Like look at the sky, um, drop down into my feet. I can feel my feet either in shoes. I can feel my feet on the ground. And so we start creating a practice of it's, it's really just playing in the mind space because it's where we are all day, right? Some of us more than others. And when we can stop the, the noise, right? I think it's the Buddhist that refer to it as the, the monkey that's bouncing around like a maniac. How do we do that? We just take a moment and pause and say, what do I feel? Where's my pelvis in space? What am I sitting on? What is it hard? Is it soft? Um, so we give the mind things to observe. And, and this is how we practice being in relationship with ourselves, relating back um, and the body being the most obvious tool that we have to, to do that. And, you know, and then we can, yeah, get into the wind and to things that might feel a little less tangible, but coming into the body, right? It's why we move the body with asana and a physical practice to prepare for meditation. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just, it doesn't stop with just the physical practice. It, if you take it a little bit further, you could, that's just a preparation so that you can actually sit and observe the mind more and be able to sit longer. Uh, yeah. So it, it sounds like these are kind of like rituals that we can do. And so what other rituals can we do to help us connect to like, you know, the elements of the earth, but also to that information of the earth wisdom that's within us. Do you have anything that you would suggest for our listeners? Um, yeah, I mean, there's so much, right? Um, something that is very practical and grounding is to have an altar, is to build an altar in your home. There are many ways to create an altar. A very simple way to create the altar is to um, find things, and it can be a rock. It can literally be that you go out to the community park, if you've, if you've got a garden, Put some dirt in a cup, put some water in a cup, a small candle, um, and the air is the container that's holding all of it. So you've got your elements on, on a little table, in a corner, on a shelf. It can be tiny. It can be really big and elaborate. Um, and things that, right, the items that we collect through throughout our lives, if there's something that takes us back to a moment where we felt really good. Um, and, and sometimes we only have a memory. We don't have a physical item of the thing that made us feel really good. So we can create it for ourselves, right? Maybe it's a little bean that represents a moment. And you know what the bean represents. Again, because we are symbolic beings, we create the altar space 
And then we know, okay, this, whenever I look at that bean on my counter, on my shelf, by my books, it's reminding me to go back to that space where I felt really good, whether it's a memory, whether it's a person, a grandmother, a relationship, there's no right or wrong. And that's something that as an educator, I really, really, really want to emphasize there is no way to get anything wrong. There's no way to get life wrong. Um, We're just going through the way that we are, the best that we can. Do we have moments where we think, oh, well, I, I could do that better next time? And then pausing and saying, instead of it being better, because better is instantly the judge, I'm going to do it different. It's just going to be different. I'm not going to raise my kids any better than my parents raised me. I just might do some things differently. Um, And so I think having an altar space in your home is very, very powerful. And then ultimately remembering that, that you were the altar, that even when we don't have that space or when we're not home, when we're in the middle of, of the chaos of dropping in to the body and right away, where do I feel my clothing, right? Where do I feel my shoes? Um, again, to bring, to drop the mind down and into the body and take a few deep breaths. And that's, that's going to, again, it's, it requires practice. It, at first, you might start doing it and feel like you're just crazy, But the more you practice doing it, the more it's just a space that you have within yourself and you can go to it whenever you need it. Yeah. You take that altar with you wherever you are. So we are up to our second break, but before we go to break, I just want to say that I love that there's no way to get it wrong because we always want to judge. We always want to compare that, that we can just choose to do it differently and it doesn't make it better or worse. It just means that you're changing the trajectory. So, and, and, uh, and just have that, that peace with that. So I really appreciate that. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back after this short break and just know that, you know, women rise and thrive together. And if you have a product or a service that you want to have seen on a global shit scale, and you want to support the women thriving unapologetically community and radio show, then just reach out to me at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com and we can work together to make it happen. So that's thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com and we'll be right back after this short break. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Women, are you tired of chasing after your dreams? Exhausted and overwhelmed from trying so hard to have the perfect life? Do you yearn for more ease, freedom, and time to explore what is near and dear to your heart, yet have no idea how to stop pushing forward? Join your host, Lindsay McCowan, and others like you on a journey to awaken the divine feminine. When you awaken the divine feminine, you awaken parts of yourself that have been ignored, lay dormant, put on the back burners, or forgotten. When you fully ignite these aspects of yourself, You awaken your ability to thrive in all areas of your life, including relationships, finances, health, career, and purpose. You stop chasing after life and step into an easeful, magnetic flow. You become the magnet that effortlessly attracts joy, love, space to play, abundance, and magic that illuminates your life. Does that sound like the future you? 
Go to lindsay.tv slash goddess to sign up today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Have a question for Lindsay or her guests? Want to share your story? Email Lindsay at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. That's thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Lindsay. Hello and welcome back to Women Thriving Unapologetically. So I have a big question for you, Misty. It's because part of that, like earlier this week, I felt like I was going to go a little bit mad in my head because I feel like I've done so much deep inner work and really worked with a lot of um, belief systems that have held me back. And in that moment where I felt like just giving everything up, I was just like, gosh, do I have these subconscious beliefs? Because I'm very much aware of working with sub, you know, subconscious beliefs and Bruce Lipton's work. And I'm even a psyche and uh, practitioner and all the things. And, and I was like, gosh, you know, there's so many. There's so many. How am I ever going to be able to create what I really want if I'm 95% of the time running on these beliefs that are just like little, what do you call it? Like little, I want to say like weeds or something grabbing me, ankle biters. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so relatable. Um, so again, this is why having a, a practice is so important. And in order to have a practice, we need to have commitment. And we need to be so committed to ourselves, right? Because I think especially as women, especially as women that want to thrive, <laughs> um, we want to do it all, right? So we, we want to, if, if we're mothers, um, partners, educators, artists, um, creators, right? We're very creative beings. I mean, we, what have women done most in, in history is create other humans. Like we, we are the creative portal. Every single person on this planet has come through the Yoni portal, <laughs> right? Um, so in the same way that, that we fall into these roles and, um, and fall in, in a really great way, I don't mean to say that like, like, as if we're powerless, like, no, we, we, we take on these, these roles of, of being very committed to others, to, to our, our work, our legacy, whatever, whatever is important for us. The first commitment is this like stead, fast connection to ourselves. So how, what does that look like? How do we do that? So when I feel the, the weeds grabbing my, my ankles, when I, when I have to pause and I have to acknowledge it and I have to look at it and give it a place and say, yes, I see you insecurity. I see you feeling less than imposter, whatever, whatever it is, the theme, because they tend to be themes, right? If we start to get really good at observing ourselves and we get really committed to this relationship with ourselves, we're going to pick up the themes that we might have, um, not belonging, right? And, and then we can sit in the circle and realize, 
wow, we're all here, like healing the same wounds. We all have these wounds of, of being separated from source or separated from mother and out in this world and feeling not supported enough. So when we notice that, we acknowledge that. And in a way, we put that on the altar so that, so that when I see, right, my lack of feeling supported, let's say, or lack of feeling um, connected, or I wish that my community would support me in a different way, I can take that energetically and I can put that on the altar and light a candle and then say, okay, what is something that I can do where I'm going to support myself, where I am going to give myself that which I want to receive? And once I start to create this practice, and again, sometimes we don't have bathtubs, sometimes we don't have daycare and someone taking care of our baby and we're juggling. And I met a family recently that's got seven kids um, putting our hands on our chest, locking ourselves in the bathroom. I've got to go and use the toilet. And in that moment, I'm going to stay there for a few minutes longer rather than just rushing through and getting on to the next thing. I'm going to catch myself, pause, even if it's two minutes to take some deep conscious breaths and to energetically leave whatever it is that it doesn't feel good, that I don't want more of. And when I do have those moments of like, wow, I'm so grateful, I'm so blessed, tell the universe, this is it. This is what I want. You know, tapping is really popular now. You can take your fingertips and tap on your chest, tap on your forehead, tap on your gut and literally tap in the vibration of what you do want into your being and tell the universe, this is it. Yes, please. And thank you. More of this. Thank you. I'll take more of this. Thank you. And then back to your um, sharing when we first got on is like, when we're calling more in of something from the universe, from the energies around us, don't be surprised when you start to feel restrictions and overwhelmed and tight because you're asking for more. So if your cup is full, even if it's full of sunflowers and lilies and garden fairies, it's still full. So if you want to bring more in, you need to release and let go. You need to make space. And so I love when you asked us to breathe to make space because literally when you take a slow and full inhale, your lung capacity literally moves your rib cage. It literally creates space between your joints. So again, know that these things that we might say, take a deep inhale to create space for what you want to bring in. It's a real physiological thing of creating space that's happening of decompressing when you decompress your spine, you decompress your organs and your brain, and then you get those vibrational indicators. Oh, this feels so good, right? We get that feedback all the time as movement instructors, like, oh my God, it feels so good when I take your class. Oh my God, it feels so great. And it's like, the more classes you take, the more you'll start to hear that voice become your own voice, because my voice is your voice and your voice is my voice. <laughs> 
right? Because we're, we're dancing here. We're reflecting one another. And when we see things and meet things that we don't enjoy or appreciate, there's that opportunity to go into the dusty closet of the subconscious, sometimes, right? Some days more dusty than others and say, I don't know where you're coming from. I know that you're in here because if you weren't in here, I wouldn't be experiencing you out there. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to honor that. I'm going to acknowledge it. If we don't acknowledge it, it's going to show up somewhere else. Yeah. So when, when we acknowledge it, um, right, it's, it's, we're giving it a place and then we can do something with it. I think of it as, as like fertilizer, right? We are so, this planet, this creation is so magical and perfect. There's there, nature doesn't do waste. There is no such thing as waste. Even the, the waste that comes out of our bodies turns into the earth that gives us our food. It's this perfect cycle of creation that we get to be a part of while we're here. And yeah, and you know, the really wanting to leave everyone with the energy of knowing that you are the creative being here. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just as, as important part of creation as the sun and the rain and the earth and the, and the fire. Um, mm-hmm. And when we have our moments and we forget, we, you know, we call someone that reflects back to you what it is that you want. Yeah. And that's so important to have that connection where you can have someone help you remember who you are and why you're here and that you're important. And so we only have about a minute and a half before we are at the end of our show. So I would love for you just to tell us like, what's one thing that you would like everyone to know um, and how can we get in touch with you? How can our listeners connect with you? Oh, one thing that I would love for everyone to know is that it is all working out for you. Everything is happening for you in your, for your best possible outcome all the time. Um, I'm easy to find. If you know my name, I'm easy to find. I'm Christy Idavoy uh, on the social media and my website is christyidavoy.com. And I do retreats in Costa Rica that focus on exactly what we've been talking about today. Um, Connection and remembering who we are, sitting in ceremony and doing yoga and hiking and eating delicious, very nurturing, organic food from the farm. And uh, my next retreat actually sold out, which I'm so grateful for. I can't even believe it. Um, And then the one after that for 2023 will be in November, November 16th through 20th. So um, that one's going to be focused a lot on water um, because it will be the end of rainy season. So we, rather than shying away from doing something in the rainy season, we are going to embrace the beauty and the magic and work with the element of water very deeply. Mm. A lot of water rituals. Lovely. Uh I, it's piquing my interest for sure, but thank you so much, Christy. So definitely reach out to Christy on all her social media handles or find her website and definitely join her in retreat because you will have a phenomenal experience with her and be in very capable and loving hands. And I really appreciate you being here. And for anyone that's listening, be sure to tune in next week. And again, if you want to support the growth and the sustainability of this show, just consider 
being a sponsor and you can just reach out to me and we can find a really beautiful way for you to do that and to support all the women that are coming on the show and sharing their amazing work. So until next time, many blessings and much love. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Women Thriving Unapologetically. We hope we've inspired you to claim your birthright to thrive. Tune in next week where we will continue to give you the tools you need to flourish, prosper, and thrive. Until then, have a beautiful week.